Welcome to episode 287 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man over in Atlanta, Georgia. He's calling us at 10 o'clock his time. Why is that? Because he took the week off. Why did he take the week off? He's about to tell us is Randy Michael Stapp. That's me. You actually confused me this time that I was first. Um, I took the week off because uh, I, I just haven't taken much time off recently. I went to a music festival over the weekend here in Atlanta, and uh, I just slept today and hung out and watched some movies, and then I'll probably continue to do nothing because I am a uh, introvert who doesn't like leaving the house. And to comment on this further, is co-host of the program, Russell John, the Fisherman. <laughs> Russell, what do you think about Randy's week? <laughs> well, uh, I love it when an introvert um, calls himself an introvert after admitting that they had gone to an outdoor music festival. <laughs> it's yeah, been that's years, true. It's been years since I've done that. Also, we definitely had a meeting about this, and... Uh, me and Clark agreed that we had to get you something for your belated birthday, so you got introed first. Nice, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, how many how many candles you burning now, dude? You thirty three, thirty two, thirty three, baby. Oh, the JC year! Congratulations. <laughs> Hopefully, we have something in common. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> an invention. You're gonna invent like a an improvement to the table. Yeah, Wait, did, saying... did, did Jesus really invent the table? I, I learned that from Passion of the Christ. Oh, that is true. He did invent the table. God mm. technically invented everything, if you think about it. So. <laughs> is that what your tattoo on the foot says? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the thing with God is that he also created the Jews for Mr. Gibson. So, you know, slippery slope for him. He, had, he didn't know which way to turn. Oh my God! You're starting off with Jew jokes already, dude. I mean, you you walked me straight into Mel Gibson. It has to be addressed contractually. Uh, I have to bring it up. I take you by the hand <laughs> to the road, and then I give you a light push, and then I complain when you get hit by a car. And I, I know. Um, what's up? <laughs> God, I feel like shit. You know, uh, I hadn't. I was tempted before recording to uh, take a detour to Walgreens and get an over-the-counter COVID test. Um, it was out of spite, though. I'm I'm not worried about it, and I feel like not great, but I don't feel terrible. Like I don't think I'm going to die or anything, but I'm just like low energy, and I'm burdened by it. This dude, October has been so fucking busy, and um, I, well, I Halloween's almost here. I know it, we're almost out of it, but dude. This is the marathon week. Um, coming up on Thursday, we have Antlers coming out. Yeah. We have uh, One Night in Soho. Yeah. We've got Paranormal Activity 7. No. We've got Bad Ben 9. Oh, nine. yeah. We've, dude, it's like it keeps ramping up until it hits Halloween and then it's done. Hey, is there an embargo on that, by the way? Which one? Bad Ben? Yeah. Uh, let's check with our producer, who you can introduce now. <laughs> also joining us on the program is producer and sometimes looker-upper, <laughs> Oksana Valeria such. Hi, I think the embargo was until this week. So I can talk about it today? Yeah. Yes. All right, let's do that. 
Okay. <laughs> and that's a little segment we call Behind the Curtain. Yeah, but dude, I'm not joking. I mean, I got one movie to talk about this week. I'm cutting the TBR again because uh, we don't have enough time. I feel weird saying that having started so late. All right. But, let's, uh, let's be very clear. We gave it a good run. Gave We've what? done the TBR report. We've done oh, no. it. We've done it 419 times. I think 15, which is <laughs> if, 15 you round, times. if you round up. No, no, I think I think it's a uh, fifteen, right? Producer, <laughs> where are you looking? Do you have that in like a paper file? Yeah, she's shuffling papers. <laughs> it's gonna be n- number seventeen. <laughs> oh, okay, seventeen, which is seventeen times more than your segment. That is <laughs> on the edge of. Se- what are you talking about? You had that one like NPR bit you did. Yeah, that and was it really crushed, good, and I was done. That's you what got I a pat did. on the <laughs> you got a pat on the back and retired instantly. That's- you know that's how I operate. I'm like, I gotta quit while you're ahead. <laughs> exactly. I stress out over one thing. I do the one thing. I'm like, I'm happy, and then I never do it again. You know, <laughs> you stressing out over that made me stress out because I remember before we recorded that episode, you were in the room working on something before, and it was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> and no, I really, I remember I came in here. I was like, dude, you cool? And you're like, yeah, I'm just working on a thing. <laughs> All right, I'll, can I can I tell you that's something um, that I'm going to work out with my therapist this week. That's right, Clark starting therapy, baby. Is that a bit? Nice. I can't tell with you. No, it's true. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Interesting choice of therapist, dude. Yeah, Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Doy. What's up? Did you sign up for Better Help? Better Help, baby. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's something that, that, that's, that's like list number four, but that's still, there's a list of like 19 things we got to cover, but number four, um, that's one that I'm, I'm working on trying to figure why I do that. Are you going to get into your recent, um, smoking addiction? (laughs) Randy, can I tell you, I really like it. (laughs) What? That is not what you told me. You said you got into an Uber and you pounded a cigarette and you're like, I felt like I was going to puke. I felt nauseated. Yeah, I felt terrible. Um, But the next day I I rebounded. Yeah, that's addiction for you, dude. Yeah, it's like, it's super, man, I look super cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I like it. Also, uh, did y'all see my picture I posted last night? No. No. What'd you uh, post it on? Both of you did because you both liked it. So that means <laughs> that your likes are ingenuine. Okay. I don't like a whole lot of things. So when you get a like from me, you've done a good goddamn job. What? You're just a fucking lurker, dude. You no. see everything and you like nothing. That's not true. I like what I like and I don't <laughs> like a lot. Okay. Well, so what was the picture that me and Randy apparently liked in our sleep? It was the picture of uh, one of the garbage can combo ashtrays here at the, I don't want to name my hotel, but at the hotel I'm at in Phoenix, Arizona. And inside the ashtray is a, oh, wait. a chicken finger, a chicken finger that has one bite taken out of it and someone stuck it in the ashes. And it's it's a wonderful, wonderful image and picture. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. I remember that now. 
That's a good album cover. Can we use that for the album cover for the thing that we can't talk about? Are you, are you, is that the same joke you used as the caption? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you're, no, no, no. you're double dipping on the joke, dude. No, incorrect. No, for the caption, I said it was a, um, a documentary about healthy living. Yeah. Okay. Not a music record. I, I mean, feel like that much- could have been a uh, John Wilson clip too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but you know that motherfucker, he would have got the guy actually doing it. Like (laughs) somehow he would have had that video and it would be perfectly framed. Because he's got 19 cameras at every intersection in all of Manhattan (laughs) at all times. Like for real, like, you know, you talk to a photographer and the ones who are good at it, they I've 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 talked to a couple of them. they, They say you have to anticipate the picture you want. Right. How the fuck does he get photos of like weird dog activity in New York? Or, you know, like everything, that whole show is built of like privileged moments. I don't, I think it's all him too. Or does he have camera guys? I think he might, since he's been on HBO, I think he has a couple that like help him shoot stuff, but it sounds like a fairly small operation and it comes back a new season in about a month from now. How? How? How the f- I, they probably shot a lot of stuff during the pandemic. I'm sure he got some wild pandemic footage. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm dying for. More footage of the pandemic. <laughs> well, well, we get to learn more from Mama. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope Mama's doing okay. The first episode's her funeral. <laughs> well, nobody. Okay, I guess the one thing we can't touch on this show, we could do a whole bit about Jesus inventing the table and Jews, but we can't talk about an old lady dying. Okay, I noted the virus. Also, because I know nobody knows what we're talking about. It's How to with John Wilson. Uh, it's a great show. Everyone knows what we're talking about. If they don't know what we're talking about, why they listen to this show? Fuck you. Maybe it's the first time they're popping in. They're like, why am I listening to this show? Hey, hey, first time listener, go fuck yourself. How about that? All right. Well. Also, (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Also, thanks. Like and subscribe. Oh, you know what? I got a a text today from... um, Oh, no. I can't remember what it was. Uh... From our cinematic oblivion homies. What was the what was October their series? Boys. The October Boys, yeah. That is going to happen. Um, Nick hit me up and was like, you know, I was gonna take up you and Randy um on your offer to record in your studio. He's like, it didn't happen. I guess his computer crashed. They ended whoa, up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do I not fucking exist over here? I mean You and Randy. Randy didn't offer no goddamn offer about the <laughs> going in the studio. I, I I may have not been clear. I told them that I would um like produce it, do the um any sort of uh post production stuff. <laughs> what is this freelance production that you <laughs> offer every other podcast on the fucking planet? I don't know. It's fun. I like editing and uh, making stuff sound good. Why don't you do that for this show? I do. <laughs> you should hear how it sounds before I do that. <laughs> there was only two i had to bring it up and i knew he had to bring it that way (laughs) these are this part of the formula okay this is our slasher (laughs) (laughs) this is our horror (laughs) subgenre um 
so yeah, new listeners with your own podcast. Uh, Randy will produce it. I'll happily be a guest. And Clark, what would you offer? Fucking dick. And that's why Nick did not mention you when he texted me. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Now, uh, yeah, they did record it uh, on a, I don't know, device, handheld device. And um, I was bugging him about a solid date. I don't think there is one yet, but the minute that goes up... Um, We'll, what I don't know. We'll we'll put it up on Twitter and everything. Those those guys do the research that we've uh, only dreamt of on this show. And by we, I mean me, because yeah, Clark's correct. <laughs> this shit's for nerds. Yeah, that's one thing we are definitely not. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anybody got it? Oh, dude. Cigarettes. Um, fuck. You would have loved it, Clark. Uh, the storm you missed because you flew back to Arizona like wrecked all of the fucking decorations out front. Oh no! Well, I mean, they're back. By wrecked, I mean they oh, fell on the floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they really did wreck, though, is that little table that you repurposed into your ashtray, dude. I'm telling you, it, I already saw that water damage, and I was like, there is no rebounding here. Yeah, it's gonna melt. It's gonna yeah. melt into a pile of a, uh, I don't know, particle oh, board. Send, send me a picture of. Well, that thing was trash anyway. You said you're gonna get rid of it. And then you begged me not to. You're like, I need something to put my ashtray on. Well, I do. Give me one of the crates so I can do the crate challenge. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, the, I would, dude. What would it take you to do a crate challenge? <sighs> Number six at <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> Have you ever watched a crate challenge? I've only seen yeah. the crate challenge fails. Oh, yeah. Well, the the when people make it, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are we done? Oksana, did you want to say anything about the week or anything? We're going to be doing a haunt this week. We are? Yeah. <laughs> At the house? No, we're going to one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, we are. We're going to go. Uh, do you want to take it? I don't want to steal your story. No, I'm blanking. <laughs> We're going to Terror Vault. Terror we decided Clark's out of town this is the perfect time. We're going to go party. We're going to say hi to Peaches Christ. Oh, I don't want to go to that, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would. Also, I don't think Randy would either. So I was, I was gonna, I was gonna pretend to be mad, but I was like, I don't even buy it. So yeah, have you ever been? You've been to a haunt, right? I feel like we've talked about this. I before. have been. I have been to one haunted house. In Panama City, Florida, that Dude. was next to a putt putt course and a go kart ring. There was actually a go kart <laughs> track around the haunted house. No, it wasn't. Oh Confirmed. Dude, that's hella cool. Welcome to Panama City, Florida. Panama. Panama. Wait, is that what the song's about? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Dude, it's I mean, not. it deserves a song. They have a fucking oh, go-kart course Panama with the City, putt golf. Panama City is wildly disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's like it's like the party place to go to for spring break in mm -hmm. the south. Everyone wants to go to Panama City. You're and not they, turning me off of it. It's just nothing but crabs and spotty dicks. <laughs> Ugh. Is this the wildlife, or are we talking like STDs now? There's crabs on and off of your table. Okay. 
on and under. They're on and under. There you go. I, it's in my head after I said it, I was like, no, we'd be on and under. Yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> Dude, why wouldn't Spring Breakers want to go play putt-putt golf, which nobody calls it out here on the uh, coast? Everyone should call it. Mini golf sounds stupid. It's putt-putt. It's more accurate and adult, okay? Okay, but say mini golf. Mini golf. Say putt-putt. But, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. We're done here. Yeah. We're going to go do Terra Vault for the first time. God, what? It's been three years running now. Yeah. And like nationally ranked. Everybody loves it. We live down the fucking street. It's also got a <laughs> fang bang vampire bar <laughs> included. I'm that out. plays 80s new wave and goth pop up bar. Oh, I'm Back in. in. No, oh, Randy's on board. <laughs> oh, so what? They're just gonna play the fucking. Uh, uh, what's you're the wrong. Fucking... Go ahead. You're wrong. I know what you're gonna say. Lost Boys. Yeah. No, wrong. <laughs> it's San Francisco's only vampire bar. What new wave music is in that soundtrack? What do you think it, new wave is, dude? They play the fucking, you know, the fucking Dead Kennedys or whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't it? It would be more like the bar from. Uh... <laughs> Are you uh, thinking the Ramones because of Candisha? No, I know who the. De- that's why I said that for humor. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Come on, yes and just roll with it. Anyway, speaking of yes and, <laughs> I guess we should start the show officially. And uh, how do we do this now? Um, I, I checked the the dungeon earlier today, and he's not here. Did did he? Did you buy him a ticket? Just do the segment. We'll. It'll all be explained. All right. Um, and then because also I just for everybody listening, new time people. Normally we have we fly David Lynch out every week. We haven't been doing it for October. It's my fault. I produced this thing. I brought back an old time guest. We all regret it now. I don't know where he is. And um, Dune came out. I didn't even fucking think of that. We should have had David Lynch on when Dune came out. I'm sure he has hot takes on it. Anyway, uh, let's see what happens. Do I still have to wait till the music's over? Yeah. Yeah, just hold on. Since my bitch died, the doggy door has been locked. Now how am I supposed to get into the house? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I was so wait, wait. D- say it again. Since my bitch died, the doggy door has been locked. Now, how am I supposed to get into the house? <laughs> this is the worst show I've ever listened to in my life. <laughs> Dude, he's not wrong. Why did why are you in Arizona? Why are you not in Arizona? Did Clark get hired? <laughs> did he hire you to work with him? No. What Clark has ever failed to mention is that I am actually a co-pilot uh in training <laughs> for the Southwest Airlines. That's why you left the show? <laughs> it's a very strenuous schedule. Oh, well if you're flying for the airlines, can you um Help shed some light on what happened uh, a little while ago when all those flights got canceled. Well, 
Are you an anti-vaxxer? It's a, it was a cover story. <laughs> so they, you know, it, it really wasn't about the vaccine, but that's what sells the papers. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, you have to have like a couple Moderna shots by now. You must have many comorbidities. You look Madonna, like you're ready to. I'm a J and J man all the way. <laughs> Moderna. All right. Well, I'm glad you came back for October. Randy I, looks like a Pfizer over there. That would be correct. Although I'm going to try to do the the uh, mix and match next time. Oh my! I'm going to get one of each. <laughs> what are you a trail mix over there? Mix it up, baby. What happened? Y'all were hooking up. Randy moved to Atlanta, and now you're like throwing insults at each other. Yeah, well, he lives in Atlanta, but he left his hot in San Francisco. <laughs> and you and flew I, to Arizona. And I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are you going to do? Like, is he going to leave now? Or is he going to sit on your lap this whole episode, Clark? No, apparently he's a snowbird now. So they, they had the snowbirds here in Phoenix. Uh, that's Do you not know snowbirds? No. That's what they consider all the people with vacation homes that only come when uh. it's not 100 degrees in Phoenix. What? Yeah, so they come for the winter and leave by the spring. Hell yeah. Uh, what, does it snow there? No, but that's what they <laughs> call them. <laughs> I don't know. I heard you can get snow in the desert. It gets very cold. Well, I don't know if you know, but global warming is a thing. <laughs> All right, get him out of here. He's distracting. Well, he's going to be stuck in the room with me, so he's just going to be hanging around. All right. I thought, well, yeah, I thought Creepy was your uh, malignant for a second. <laughs> it's, it's a detachable malignant. <laughs> okay. It's malignant 2.0. Oh, my. Okay. Well, for, for old time's sake, I'm going to uh, open and close the dungeon. Because uh, hopefully we'll we'll never see him again. G- goodbye, creepy Clark. Goodbye. All right. Now that uh, the show, you know, everybody who contributes to the show, we just got our favorite segment out of the way. But now it's time for the audience's favorite segment, um, which I guess we're also putting the kibosh on this one too. It's a uh, bloody mary time. That's the sound of me playing an unconditional arm song while I'm peeing. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely true. It gave me a good image. I, oh. (laughs) Yeah, you ready? This is the fifth and final Bloody Mary, so. And it's off to a perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, for some reason... There, there are more Bloody Mary movies than um, we expected. None of them are streaming, though. So, <laughs> well, uh, uh, But how many were you expecting? <laughs> there was at least like 15 when I looked it up. That number dropped. Maybe it, 19. It was 19, and then I believe it went up to like 20-something. <laughs> well, uh, Google doesn't distinguish uh, movies with someone named Mary in it from bloody mary movie sometimes so that might be part of the discrepancy so this week uh oh, we watch are you talking about there's something about mary this week <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying close no it's a much longer titled 
movie that's available on Tubi. It's called Drac Von Stroller's Horrifying Tales from the Dead Future. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Now, this journey through October has been, uh, uh, it's been a bumpy one. Mm-hmm. It's been Clark's favorite thing, a rocky road. You don't, you don't want to dive into how, we've probably spent more time looking for these fucking movies than we have watching them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we were originally going to watch uh, Dead Mary, which um, it has like the elements of, an, of a Bloody Mary movie, but it's, I don't know. I think they summon something other than a Bloody Mary. Oh, um, shit. Dude, there are so many <laughs> Mary movies that are like tangentially like a Bloody Mary movie. Yeah, like, that's what I meant. With Mary, like, Mary, Bloody Mary. Uh, Bloody Marie. Bloody Marie <laughs> kept popping up. I believe that one's on Tubi. It's not a Bloody Mary movie at all. <laughs> um, But since Charles Power was out, um, he ended up coming over and he had just watched this movie. I forgot I had commented on this post and we ended up scrambling for something else that he hadn't seen. Um, and Russell suggested this Drac von Stroller's <laughs> horrifying tales from the dead future. Now it's an anthology film and bloody Mary is going to be one of the stories. So it's like, dude, let's just I'll fucking do it. this. We, well, yeah, and Clark, you would dig this movie. It, it ended up being like a cool, um, it, I don't think that many of them were set like during Halloween, but it was like a good Halloween, um, atmosphere movie. It was like, I think Bloody Mary might have been the only one that had a Halloween party in it, though. And I think it was like the second to last, um, <laughs> second to last short. Also, Drac von Stroller's name is misspelled on Tubi, but also it's pronounced Stroller in the movie sometimes. So I'm confused. You brought this up before we were recording. It's called Stoller. Yeah, the poster is Drac von Stoller, and the guy's... Wait, hold on. So you think Tubi and in the movie they pronounce his name wrong, when clearly the poster is is spelled wrong? The poster is spelled right. According to whom? The list... Well, everywhere else he is... I'm pretty sure that dude Drac von Stroller, the vampire who murders the little child in the movie, I'm pretty sure he's the guy behind everything, and I totally believe that he just misspelled his own name. <laughs> Over Tubi doing that or people mispronouncing it in the movie. Hey, I'm just glad we can provide the Drac strollers with a platform. There we go. <laughs> because no one else on the planet gives a flying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, so according to his own bio on IMDb, <laughs> he's written over 227 short stories from seven books. <laughs> It's been downloaded over 2.4 million times to date. Yeah. God. Is he the L. Ron Hubbard of horror <laughs> shorts? There's like several links on his IMDb. None of them exist anymore. His YouTube channel and his blog are all gone now. So <laughs> I guess he exists solely on Tubi. Um, because also this movie is not on IMDb, but the segment for Bloody Mary is. And it's Stoller. <laughs> so it's a short. It's um, towards the end of um, the horrifying tales from the dead future. It's set on a Halloween slash Sweet 16 party slash sleepover. 
um, three girls are playing board games and they get bored. So one of them suggests they watch Paranormal Activity, which I think the girl's name is Mary. She poo poos because she doesn't like those movies or that she doesn't believe they're real. What? So she takes a shit? <laughs> no, she just turns down watching Paranormal oh, Activity. Dude, no, the, you know, you know that moment was so good. It's three girls playing a game and one of them was like no wonder they're called board games and the other girl's like hey i got an idea why don't we watch paranormal activity and the other person's like that's not a real movie and so then the other girl suggests uh they go into the bathroom and summon bloody mary (laughs) (laughs) and we actually have audio (laughs) no i'm joking no they were a couple years older (laughs) So this, it's a very like to the point story. So I think to maybe stretch it out, it's intercut with a bunch of like um, scenes of like a graveyard or like close ups of like a, a candle with a skull next to it. But then so the girls go into the bathroom, uh, they turn off the lights, they say Bloody Mary three times and then they wait and they see something in the mirror. So they get a little closer to it. And then <laughs> weird looking bloody mary hand pops out of the mirror then she she jumps into the bathroom and pokes out all their eyes like dude like three stooges style two fingers she kills them that way (laughs) i wish i had pulled the audio of her talking because her voice is so like make a note i'll I'll do it for next week (laughs) We'll, we'll just do it in the intro i um so honestly, you know, now that you're running through it, this may be the most true to form Bloody Mary that out of everything we watched. Yeah, I think so. Although, um, which one was it? Well, Urban Legends was kind of, except they gave like a backstory on how she became Bloody Mary. Yeah, they, they all, all the features did give backstories like the Legend of Bloody Mary did too. What was the first one we watched that wasn't even Bloody Mary? Oh, Mary, loss of soul. Yeah, like no, I think this was the most true to form. Also, the girls—they were little girls. This dude, whoever Drac von Stoller, Stroller is—he <laughs> had like what eight to ten year olds for everything. No. Oh, oh yeah, and the other ones. This one, they were like teens at least. I don't, dude. Because it was a sweet sixteen party. All right. Do you want to say anything else as uh, you end your? Bloody Mary. Are you segment. saying are you saying that Van Stroller is a creepazoid? No, I uh you know, honestly, I I picked that movie because the cover is so terrible and it looked like it was gonna be a fun, like shot on video amateur kind of thing. You, you love a terrible cover. Well, it's it didn't look like it would be terrible. It looked like it was gonna be very interesting. I should say that because I'm not down with the whole so bad it's good. And Terrell was like, no, please, no. Like, we could, we could watch something else. <laughs> and, um, oh, I should mention, uh, again, everywhere in, in our area, power was out, except for our court. Clark, I don't know what it is, dude. Our court, we're on, like, a weird grid. So, yeah, he yeah, was where, trying to where, find- where we have power, we don't have power, or we have a gas leak that will send yeah. us to space. Uh, it's a good trade. And we have the worst internet Oh, dude, sometimes. our internet is good. Y'all talk uh, shit about our internet. It's uh, good. We have horrible neighbors. Neighbors are a little uh, quirky. Uh, um, we are anyway. riddled with spiders. <laughs> There's a lot of spiders. All the spiders got washed away, though. <laughs> okay. No, now, 
I should mention, if anybody's curious about this one, I know you probably listen to it and you're like, oh, they're doing a Bloody Mary bit. Watch this goddamn movie. Uh, it's an anthology, no wraparound, mm-hmm. eight short films. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a favorite other than Bloody Mary that you wanted to talk about? I could give you a minute. I, I had one. Dude, now all of these are like, oh, there's a, a dude working at a morgue and he's brought a body and he's going to marry the body. Or there's one called The Babysitter and the Stranger Upstairs. These shorts are like five to ten minutes long. They're like uh, Safeway Select Goosebumps movies. They're they're great. <laughs> uh, I was calling them Duck Bumps and nobody got it, so I, I dropped it after the third time. God, and, uh, that, one of my- that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Duck Bumps is good, dude. For um, whom? <laughs> for whom the bell tolls. Uh, you rebounded. I'm just saying. You know, Hemingway, I just got to fucking highbrow this show, dude. Um, my favorite short was titled The Magic Mirror. And I'm going to run through the whole short. It's it's worth it. Oh, that one was good. So a little girl, again, probably eight years old, comes in wearing a terrible black wig, kind of like uh, Clark's new therapist, Wednesday Adams. Looks just like that. She comes in. There's an old psychic sitting at a table. And she's like, oh, how can I help you? And she's like, I want to kill this girl. And she has a little picture of this little blonde girl not wearing a wig. She's actually blonde. And that lady's like, okay, well, I can send you through the mirror to her bedroom. And then she produces a kitchen knife. And she's like, here, take that. And the girl's like, okay. So she does it. She fucking teleports her through a mirror. She shows up in the room and there's a girl laying in the bed. Uh, she's sleeping facing the wall. This little girl walks up. No cutaways or anything. Clearly, there's like a dummy in the bed. She just straight up is stabbing over and over this dummy. It's it's Halloween kills all over again. It's Michael Myers just going to town with this knife. But this little girl uses one knife and is repeatedly stabbing this other little girl in the head. And it's like, I don't know what they were using, but it was going through the wig. She's just pounding away. There's blood everywhere. She turns around, goes to the mirror and says, okay, I'm ready to come back. And the girl's like, that's not how it works, honey. And then the little girl from the picture walks into the frame of the mirror. And it's like, oh, here's my daughter. And they start laughing. She's like, your daughter? So she turns around and goes back to the bed and rolls the body over. It was her. She stabbed herself in the head multiple times. And then it's done. That's it. I'll tell you right now, the babysitter one, the stranger upstairs, uh, the stranger murders everybody. And you see it. Two dead little kids and the babysitter. Then you think it's over? Nope. The mom comes home, finds the bodies, then gets murdered. The end. (laughs) And he's like, you should have checked on the children. He says that three times. All right. Was that enough time? Do you have your favorite? I don't. I'm blanking on Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this shit was cool. Uh, Get prepared to have von stroller on the show also he he has a short where he plays a uh a vampire and the way that we get to his house is there's a game of truth or dare and one of the girls goes uh dare and they're like okay so they pull out a jar and they pull she pulls out a piece of paper like they have all the dares pre-written which is an interesting take on a truth or dare she reads the dare and it says go to a van to a real vampire's house so then cut to her walking to a house. 
<laughs> then as she's doing it, she uh, does a voice of God narration over it, continuing to read the longest dare in the history of Truth or Dare, where she has to go into the vampire's house, not touch or take anything except for a bag that she's supposed to find there. Go down into the basement, open the bag, use what's inside to kill the vampire. Then the dare's done. Um, I'm going to spoil it. It goes wrong and she dies. The vampire kills her. Lots of kids die in this movie. What the hell? <laughs> also, that is the uh, the dude from the cover, the titul- titular Drac Von Stroller. He bites the neck of like an eight year old. You know, I think a lot of these were actually directed by this this guy who kind of looks like David Hasselhoff. Oh, David Hevener. All right, all right. You got it's any more? Probably, he's probably Hevener. Maybe. Heave Honer. Anyway, I feel bad. I I've hijacked your, your segment. I hand it back to you. Uh nope. The end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oksana, I love you to death. Yeah, you did a great job with Bloody Mary. Uh Randy, you did a great job helping me with the stinger. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Your your urine was uh powerful. It really reverberated in that urinal. I envy the day that I can uh, transport liquid out of my body that way. That's right. <laughs> Russell's, right, we- Russell's like a pin pig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pin pig? He's like, oh, I was going to say a pin prick at the top of a water bottle. But oh, man, wow. that's a lot to say. And Dude. I just didn't have the confidence of getting that combination <laughs> in my head out of my mouth. Dude, and you it really just, it was destined to fail. You loaded up at the three point line and fucking airball, dude. <laughs> it was that was <laughs> tough. Because I, I went in I went in half cocked, dude. I went in half cocked. You know, you it, gotta commit, baby. It'll get you every time. Hopefully uh Wednesday Adams will help you with your confidence that's, issue. That's that's number fourteen. It's a little lower <laughs> on the list. But it's there. All right, we've already gone uh, eternally long. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Randog, you got the week off. Uh, what's been happening, bro? Uh, not much today. I uh, I watched a lot of TV over the past couple of days, so I don't have too many movies to talk about. Oh, well, but uh, we, the new David going, Chang taking, show on Hulu we, is good. We taking a trip to TV Town? No, <laughs> I'm going to uh, take a trip to a. Uh, a territory in which I talk about a movie that has already been talked about on this show. Oh, shit. The title of the segment is called A Randy Retread, although I am not the one. I'm the one retreading a movie, and someone's not retreading the one that I've talked about, if that makes sense. What? Just play the stinger. <laughs> Just play the stinger. Oh, it's the Randy Retread. What the hell was that? That's what I do. You don't have another like malignant in you that you could pull out and like. <laughs> no, I'll just make the dumb voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy. I finally watched David Bruckner's The Night House. Oh, featuring shit. Featuring Rebecca Hall. I think I went into this a little. Uh... Randy, Randy, Randy. Yes. It's starring Rebecca Hall. Sure. Yeah, not, she is. She is the star. Featuring. She's good. She's, She's a really listener. Good. Well, what's up? 
Rebecca. <laughs> you did a good job. Uh, yeah, I think I went into this with uh, very high expectations after hearing you guys talk about it and hearing uh, Madeline talk about it and re- reading a couple reviews. I didn't love it as much as everyone else did, but I thought it was good. Rebecca Hall is obviously um, very good in this movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I liked the first half more than I liked the second half. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just liked when it was kind of like more mysterious and kind of like her like her scene where she's talking about how where you kind of uh, find out that she was the one that was like struggling with depression and like dark thoughts and stuff and kind of just like gives all that information to her coworkers like when they're out drinking. That scene I loved. I don't know. I just kind of liked when it was a little more mysterious than when they started to explain things that, uh, I don't know. It didn't like ruin it for me. I thought they did some cool stuff with cinematography and I don't know. It all looked really good, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't, uh, I wasn't as moved by it as I, I thought I would maybe be. Well, Randy, uh, I don't know. It sounds like you, you echoed our sentiments. Exactly. It's got that problem that all haunted house movies do where when you start describing the actual thing going on, everybody who had gone in a different direction or who had their own interpretation or ideas, you go kind of like, Oh, that's, that's what's going on. And I I had that same feeling. How did, how did you feel about when she found that house across the lake though? Um, I was okay with it. I thought it was kind of cool, but Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's an interesting thing because when she finds that little like, uh, artifact, that little like statuette, That's tangible. And really, it's the only thing that keeps that movie from being one of those like, oh, it's a descent into darkness and none of it might be real. Yeah. And because we we do have confirmation from another character in that movie that saw that little statuette. True. And, you know, when I think back on it, um, the movie could have just been a ballad of depression and I would have been in. Yeah, same. But there's something weird going on there, too. And, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely... I got to rewatch it, man. I would have loved to like watch it with you in the theater and talked about it after you should um, check out Amygdalatropolis now pivot into that. That's a fucked up book. And it's a similar kind of like living with depression the wrong way kind of story. Okay. Yeah. Also that dude who uh, wrote Amygdalatropolis, that book that I was name dropping Uh like a month ago, just came out with a movie that just premiered called Caucasoid. About a uh, oh okay, I saw that you were watching that. I think I I think Madeline watched it. R.I.P. And oh, she said yeah, uh, yeah. she said it was great. So cool. uh, yeah, we we might have to try and get that dude on the show so we could talk about a book and make Clark read again. <laughs> hey, oh, you I, know what? Not I to read... go on too much of a tangent, Clark. Did you rebuy that fucking uh, Tarantino book? Indeed, I did. Did you open it? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I found like I walked in the podcast room. I'm like, wait, is it like a fucking cursed Ouija board? It just showed back up at the house. But uh, I uh, respect your commitment, Clark. We're going to get there. Speaking of things that I uh, that someone has started and not finished, I started watching this movie called Labyrinth of Cinema, directed by uh, the guy who did Haosu, the Japanese horror film. Oh, yeah. Um, Nobuhiko Abayashi. God bless you. <laughs> um, this movie is on Mubi, 
Um, and I watched the trailer a couple weeks ago. I was like, I don't know, seems cool. Um, I think it was the it's the last movie that he directed. Uh, came out I think last year. Uh, it's three hours long, so I've only watched forty five minutes of this film because if you're familiar with uh, his style from Haosu, uh, it's very maximalist. There's a lot of editing. There's a lot of jump cuts. There's a lot of um, aspect ratio changes that like the screen changes colors a lot. So it's very, it's very like in your face with the style. Um, but the, essentially the plot of the movie is there's this like um, town that has this old uh, movie theater that is like about to go out of business. And then on their last night, um, of being open, they're planning to do like an all-night marathon of Japanese war films. Um, and then there's like the storm that happens that night um, and it strikes the theater and three of the people in the audience like get sucked up into the screen and like are part of the movie, like Purple Rose of Cairo style. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a pedophile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, I don't know. It's interesting so far. Like I said, it's very uh, in your face style wise. So it's like hard to consume all three hours at once. I feel, but uh, I don't know. It's cool so far. And I'll probably finish it eventually. Randy, I am so glad uh, that our beloved guest, David Lynch was not here today to hear you blaspheme about bailing on a three hour film oh. <laughs> and putting in, Chipping in, chipping in. You know, it's you put true, one, true. put one fit, put put all of them. What? <laughs> also, I didn't want to mention it, but I did watch the uh, the new Dune on my iPhone. Oh, oh my god! Wait, breaking news! Break. David Lynch is now dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! On your phone? Yeah, that's a bit. Oh, okay. You know, oh, you know. I know so also, many people. Also, know. Russell David Lynch is not dead. I just want to be <laughs> clear on that too. So, oh, okay. That was actually the more believable one. <laughs> um, dude, what if he like hung himself because of the new Dune? <laughs> or what if like Alec Baldwin shot him? Today, I was thinking about <laughs> suicide. <laughs> Everyone, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, look, we miss him too much. He'll be back when we get the budget. All right. Um, oh, man. Randy, I totally want to watch that movie now. When you told me it was called Labyrinth of Cinema, I yeah. thought it, I was thinking it was nonfiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, It does feel like it is part like a Japanese like history lesson and also like him getting out like a lot of history of actual like movies and stuff. There's like, they just drop a lot of like random like facts about film and stuff. And like at one point, one of the reels like stops working and then it like catches fire. And they talk about how like, you know, back in the day, like so many films like caught fire and like, you know, a lot of these like Japanese directors, like films, like whenever seen past like a certain amount of time because they were just like lost and stuff so it's got a like yeah a lot of like cool stuff going on that i'm into but yeah it's just hard to digest all at once but you are you're gonna finish it i believe so yeah all right you gotta come back and report on it again because this totally looks like a movie i would love to watch but i never will 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I, I turned into Clark. Last night when we were looking for Bloody Mary movies, we found um potentially a couple that were like an hour 40, an hour 45. And man, I just couldn't do it. I was like, dude, I don't think they're going to earn that 10 minutes. And it's really like that bar has just become unapproachable. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've seen plenty of 90 minute movies where I'm like, you could have lived to 70, 75. <laughs> yeah you know the worst is when um you you buckle up for an hour 45 and you end up in like no man's land where you're like you either could have cut this down to 90 or 80 or we should have went to like two two hours 15 minutes or something yeah yeah pump it up or suck it down yeah you really got to commit you got to have <laughs> wait what <laughs> Pump it up or suck it down. New segment on the show. All right. I'll I'll work on the stinger tonight. Is it a pump it up or is it a suck it down? <laughs> I give this movie a suck it down. Is that good or bad? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm Clark. Uh let me intro you. Uh, so this Saturday I went to go play D and D where deep in the red and pleasant land, uh, fighting vampires. Actually, there's a bloody Mary character in there. Uh, weird. I didn't even make the connection until right now. Just riffing the, the queen of hearts is a bloody Mary character. I never even thought about it anyway. Um, while I left the house, uh, Clark got to live in the theater room again. And he always, you know, he's always got, uh, Actually, this isn't true at all. <laughs> you haven't been watching movies on the projector in a long time. Yeah. Before I left, you wanted to know how to use the VCR, and I pulled a bunch of movies out for you, and you you tried to make a um a uh, appropriate acronym out of VHS. I, what was it? Video Home Saturday or something like? Well, it was just you, I just put VH Saturday. Oh, okay. You gave up then. I thought you were trying no, to make an that's acronym. That's the only way to do it. Right, VHS VH Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. All right, and then I I pulled a bunch of movies for you. One of them instantly, you're like, I'm not watching this until you're here. And yeah. then the other ones, dude, I I'm dying to know what you watched and how it went. I did notice that you pulled out Ghost to Mars too. So, um, frankly, I wasn't going to talk about this because I was. Gonna, why? Well. So VHS Saturday, um, it 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 wasn't all that great. Um, <laughs> we we had some we had some issues. Um, did you fuck up the VCR? No, no. Okay, I was just not paying attention because I didn't check. Oh, you were on your goddamn phone. So here's what's happened. Here's You're watching what happened. Dune on your phone. <laughs> here's what happened, guys. I was on my computer. Wait, I your was, computer was down there too? Yeah, I was doing some computer-related activities. Oh my god! I was, I was kind of working and kind of not working, and then I had my iPad down there, and my iPad oh was playing football. <laughs> I had football going. I had the VHS tape going on the screen, and then I was also on my computer. Now, here's the situation with the football game. For the first time ever in the history of college football, this game went into nine overtimes. Whoa. 
What? Nine. And I watched every one of them. And, but here's the kicker. <laughs> because ESPN is an evil shitbag, the only way I could watch the game <laughs> was in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had the Spanish broadcast on. So I was watching that and it was on my computer and I had uh, the first film, obviously, well, the first film, uh, which I did not give this treatment to, by the way, uh, was the short films of Robbie Smith, uh, which just came out this week. Uh, and uh, I just bought my copy as uh, I realized that I don't pay attention to things and it comes across as me being an asshole. And I don't mean to be. I just don't pay attention to things. So happy to support. There's one left. Maybe yeah. it's sold out. <laughs> Hopefully it's sold out now. I hope it's sold out. Uh, so yeah, we watched Robbie's VHS, uh, which was great, man. Yeah. Russ, talk about that. The production of that thing, how it just, the, how it just looks. Well, I mean, uh, we love Robbie and, uh, Robbie Smith, you know, he's family here. So we've seen the shorts multiple times, but we were, we were talking about VHS Saturday brag, bro? and, uh, it, it totally is dude. Robbie is too cool to be hanging out with us. He came out of a like real band. He's a good artist and he's going to be like. Hey, 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 let's be clear. I'm fucking cooler than Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably agree he because fucking, he's he fucking knows. Um, oddly Robbie, enough, the know. short he made of you was not on that VHF tape. Thank a, God. It's the only thing he's ever made and buried. <laughs> <laughs> Which hopefully he will do to me actually one day. Oh, dude, that would be tight. Anyway. Yeah, we were looking at him like, hey, do you care if I pop this in really quick? I just, you know, when in the age we're living in, curation is really becoming uh, one of the only ways to get people to watch a movie is when you have a conversation built in or you can present it in like a unique way. And I'm like, dude, uh, they grabbed all the Robbie shorts and they put it on a VHS tape. Let's pop it in and see what the first like what pops up right away. And we threw it in. They made a. um they had like their brand logo and stuff, and they put in some. Um, I'm guessing digital static. Like, uh, don't quote me on that. Actually, who's the company? Is it already Dead Tapes? Okay, they did a great job. Uh, the cover looks great. It's a double sided cover too for VHS tape, which I have not seen a lot of. It's in a uh, plastic kind of clamshell, and uh, we threw it on just to watch that beginning. We ended up watching the whole damn thing. Uh, they did a great job. Yeah, no, it's great. It looks great. Um, man. Home run. Why, all did, wait, why did you want me to talk about that? I'm starting to think you didn't watch any VHS movie. Wrong. I watched two after that. So okay. I, the first one I watched was your recommendation. You recommended John Carpenter's 1974 film, Dark Star. Oh, Dark Star went up against a football game. Yeah. Now I pitched so it you. Didn't stand a chance. No way. I told you, Dark Star is like the weird John Carpenter film that a lot of horror fans like neglect. Like I'll tell you right now, every horror fan they look it up. IMDb, even ten years ago, I got to get that movie. They go buy it. They watch it. Uh, I think I have to like this because I love John Carpenter. Yeah. Or they really are like a dry comedy sci-fi fan. It's dude, you would love that movie. I wish you fucking watched it. I I caught very little. 
I liked I liked the uh, beach ball creature. He was cool. You have to, dude. You have to do a reattempt there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But since I started with John Carpenter, I thought that I would double feature with another John Carpenter, and that is Ghosts of Mars. Russell Fisher, your thoughts? <laughs> Wait, you didn't watch any of that either? No, I watched Ghost of Mars. Okay, I mean, I, you know, honestly, I think I should rewatch it because what I hated about the film when I first saw it, I'd probably enjoy now. Um, the one takeaway that will I will always remember is I believe on the DVD there was a bonus feature where they were talking about um, the soundtrack, and because it was Slash who did all the music for it. And Jar Carpenter worked with them. And I believe, now I could told, this could be a fever dream, but I remember there being video of him playing guitar with Slash. And that being the like coolest takeaway from that film. But again, you watch it on VHS, so I doubt it was on there. Yeah, no, definitely didn't see that. Um, also, I will say that an interesting thing. Have you seen Dark Star on VHS? Have you watched that version? Uh, no. So at the end of the credits, they start playing a deleted scene. They start playing. Well, actually, no, it's the reverse of that. There's captions on the screen that states that uh, the original cut of this film was like 76 minutes, but the studio wanted 90. So they had to add the additional minutes. The following are the scenes that were added into the film to hit that 90 minute mark that these are scenes we had seen in the movie. So it's a weird thing, but it kind of gives us a little context as to when we would have seen this uh, scene in the film. Yeah. So it was very, very interesting. I wanted to bring that up and that's pretty much the only helpful thing I'm going to bring to the table today. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, yeah, ghost of Mars. I mean, what's there to say? It looks like shit. Um, but it was fun until it wasn't, and then it was fun again, and then it was over because it's a little too long, and it's ninety eight minutes. It's featuring Ice Cube, huh? Oh, Ice Cube, De- Desolation Williams. You bet. It's a pretty good name, dude. Also, um, we got a young Jason did you Statham in this. Oksana, can you do me a favor and look up if I'm like lying about that video? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm. If if it's real, which I remember it being real, I want to watch it, and that's something we should definitely tweet. Um, Clark, did you forget you have another movie you wanted to talk about? Well, I'm, we're running out of time here, babe. Now, oh, you want to cut talking, it? Well, here, are you talking about Bad Band Nine? No, not bad. No, I'm not talking about Bad Band Nine. Okay, well, the I thing with Bad Ben Nine, we're talking. We may we'll talk plenty of Bad Ben Nine in the coming weeks. So don't you worry your pretty little head on that. And boys and girls, that's what we call a tease. No, but you were correct. One of those words is in the title of the movie you wanted to talk about. Yes. Okay. Uh, very briefly, uh, I will talk about a film that has eluded me for a very long time. I've known about this movie a long time. I'm glad that I watched it when I watched it because I don't think I would have had as much appreciation for it then as I do now. So I think it all worked out. 
And I'm referring to session nine from 2000 and something. Session nine, but nine. Yes, thank you. From 2001. (laughs) Also, the same year as Ghosts of Mars. Oh. And also the same year of September 11th. (laughs) Or, as I like to call it, the rebirth of our nation. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Um, session nine. Here's here's what I'll say. What an interesting, inventive way to tell a hackneyed story. Can I spoil session nine, please? Oh my god! You know I <laughs> really you go right to that. Yeah, man. Session- no, don't. Why would you spoil it? Because I'm a, I'm, you know, come shot compilation, dude. That's the world we live in. <laughs> whatever. Do whatever. Randy, have you seen Session 9? Negative. Do you know what we're talking about? Do you know this movie? I know of it, yeah. So, you know why? You know why I pulled the trigger on this? Because I am now an avid user of Twitter.com. And I follow one Jim Cummings on Twitter.com. And Jim Cummings was talking about Session 9. He's like, hey, Session 9 was a terrifying movie. Go check out Session 9. Okay. <laughs> Did you watch it on VHS? No, but I wish I should oh, come have. come on. Dude, I just bought one. I know. I rented it. But you, you paid for it. Yeah. Not only do I own it on VHS, I also have it on DVD and Blu-ray. Well, I needed to give David Caruso some uh, residuals. <laughs> okay, dude. And then, it's 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 so weird to me to see David Caruso in a movie because he is so much that TV character that I do not care for. That in my head he will always be that the famous guy in that show I will never ever watch. I have no idea what you're teasing th- right there. NCIS. He's the he's the oh i had no idea it's been a while since i've seen that movie apparently yeah that's david caruso so it's because he's got that very deliberate way he's got a very deliberate cadence and he's always chewing it up but um man i really like this movie it's a very interesting way to tell um, a horror story where you've got an asbestos cleanup crew <laughs> and they start going a little crazy. And um, yeah, I really liked it. Josh Lucas is also great in this. Um, I really liked it. And then the ending. Um, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Oh, I was going to ruin it with a joke. No, don't ruin it. You know, it. let me ask you this instead and then we'll move on. Um, do you understand why, a, a portion of people who watch this movie and really like it remember it as a found footage film. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have any films like that? Like uh, one that I do all the time, I believe it's called the Banshee chapter. I always remember that movie being found footage and it's not. No. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. All right. Well, let's here. Let's, uh, 
let's finish this party off loud and excited and happy. And also, I think this is the last time we're doing a regular show in October. So before we leave, I hope everybody has a great Halloween. We're going to come back and have too many movies to talk about. I'm going to get in trouble. I already know it. But uh, we're going to close out today with um, back when we first met the Cellar Dwellers, which, Randy, I listened to that episode. Dude, I hate how you have good chemistry with them. Uh, Me and Clark have been joking (laughs) about it, but watch. One day we're just we're not going to mention Randy up top and we're just going to pretend like he was never part of the show. We'll delete all the episodes that you were on and we just won't talk about it. Just bleep out anytime I speak in every single episode. <laughs> that could work. All right. We, we may actually have to contact you to make that happen. Oh, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now I'm, I'm, this is, this is a genuine thing right now. And if it's true, I'm proud of you, Rand dog. Uh Oh, uh huh. It looks like you've added a couple LBs, babe. I may have. I don't have a scale out here, to be honest. I, I'm not sure. Randy, our son's filling out. Y- you body shaming my boy on fucking no. podcast, bro? Not this uh, plain white t-shirt that I bought off of H&M online uh, is also kind of tight-fitting in <laughs> general. Hey, no complaints here, baby. Wink, wink. <laughs> he, you called me a pin pig earlier, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with you. Pin Prick water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Say it three times fast. Pin prick water bottle. Oh, if you put it to a beat, you could have done it. Okay, I regret this. Anyway, a while ago, Clark was really into watching uh, terrifying, visceral, uh, gory. I, it's how we watched the Golden Glove. That was on a personal um, journey. We couldn't find any films. It's when we started talking to Cellar Dwellers because they th- that's kind of what their show is. And um, one of the films that came up was Taxidermia, and we couldn't find that shit either. And then, oddly enough, the Roxy out here was showing it. But here's another thing. Uh, Clark likes to honeymoon every other week with uh, his <laughs> malignant buddy, and they fly out to Arizona. So we actually don't see Clark that much, despite living with him. And we knew it was going to be on a Friday, and normally he's in the air on Friday. But oddly enough, man, it worked out. And we went and uh, watched Taxidermia at the Roxy. I don't... Fuck, it's been a while since we've been there. We recorded that one episode, and then I think before that, it had been over a year. Like, maybe two years. It was crazy. Um, Yeah. But yeah, Taxidermia. I mean, uh, bringing up the Golden Glove is a pretty pretty good uh starting point as the golden glove is a you know brutal film about a serial killer that seems to have just a crew of talented people making real like film and money to really make this nightmare come to life and taxidermia same thing i i believe when we got out of the movie uh i described it as a film that could never be made in america because it's an anthology film, which already will divide an audience. It's a, a generational anthology film, kind of like a place beyond the pines. And it's, it deals with like, I don't kind of like a Cronenberg type material. Like a lot of it's body centric. A lot of it's about like the human id and kind of just how life goes on. And you're kind of saddled with genes. I, you know, I don't know. There's a lot you could project on this film. My takeaway was that uh, there's a... 
Oh, how do we want to do this? I know, I know we've been going long. These shorts each deserve their own breakdown. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just pick your favorite and then maybe I'll take one and we can kind of, what was, I, I figured yours would be easy as in the very beginning of the movie, we have a, uh, a naked man laying in a shed, uh, fully erect shooting flame out of his member. And I just thought, you know, it sucks that one minute into this movie, they've blown their load, uh, pardon the pun. And uh, Clark will now set a bar very high and we will never, we will never top it. But now I'm starting to think maybe there was something you liked more than that moment. Look, you know, I love my boy Moros Govani. Good job. Moros Govani. Oksana, did he nail it? I'm not Hungarian. Oh, I'm sorry. It all Ooh, sounds like the same to you me. You just got Eastern European shame, son. <laughs> <laughs> it's all in like Cyrillic or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, also I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Moral Scovati. No, okay. Uh, so Matt, let me let me explain something to you. This may be one of my favorite films of all time now. I get it. Well, it deals with a lot. So like the first short um it's like, I, God, I don't, uh, this is one of those European films where you can deal, you can tell they're dealing with a lot of unique history in the way that, you know, there's so many neighboring countries over there that you get kind of like a melting pot that, it, it, I don't know, as an American, it's hard for me to even like comprehend sometimes that you could have a border that, you know, they're as real as, you know, the Southern or Northern border here. And you cross over and it's like such a completely different world, but there's so many of them in Europe. And this melting pot is kind of like, that's a backdrop. Also, uh, communism, socialism is a backdrop. Uh, Being like all of our lead characters are kind of outcast, kind of, even though the middle one is like, I don't know, an Olympian food eater. He's like a mukbang champion of uh, Russia. Was he from Russia? Who's from Russia? Um, I think those were the Hungarians because they were always rivaling the Soviets. Yeah, and plus, and plus, the girl kept saying, "Let's go Hungarians, let's go Hungarians," and they what kept. The f- what, were you watching the dub? <laughs> I could. What the hell was she actually saying? Let's go Hungarians. That's what the caption said. Do you oh, not? I oh, remember Russell, saying. Wait, do you not read the captions in foreign <laughs> language films? <laughs> Uh, you know, most people, you know, communication is 90% body language. So that's, is this was false. a visually stunning movie. <laughs> that's false. Okay. So briefly the first short, uh, we have a kind of loner guy who appears to be on like a weird military outpost. This military outpost has like three women. One of them is a large chef. Two of them are uh, girls who are naked or having a snowball fight. And then there's a dude who is uh, apparently outranks the other member here, which is uh, the dude we hang out with. The dude we hang out with is constantly horny and um, serving his uh, commander. Uh, we see his uh, member many times. He shoots flame from it one times. He uh, he puts Vaseline around a hole in some wood and um, pleases himself while watching the two girls play with uh, snowballs. And then he a does- chicken pecks on his pecker. Yeah. How how is this not easy? 
he has a fantasy of um, sleeping with all the the females in this house on a tub full of meat. How is this not your favorite short? <laughs> I, let me explain something to you. I view the film as a cohesive experience. So I don't like to segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, there, okay, Randy, um, this is for you. The cinematography thing is, it's just beautiful in this movie. And there's a moment where, um, Oh, the tub. Are you going to talk about the tub? We should we'll talk, talk about, about the tub. tub. Let's talk uh, about the tub. Now, at one point, um, our our protagonist here is commanded to fill the tub with water. And, you know, he goes in there and he's filling it up. And there are two girls eagerly waiting to get in it. They're naked. He's, he's uh, you know, he's got googly eyes. He's looking at them. They get mad. They tell him to hurry up. He pours water in. They get in. They, you know, share a bath time. He watches them from outside while he's kind of chopping wood. Anyway, he has to go get rid of the water after. There's a moment where he's alone with the tub and the dirty water. He gets on his knees and he just submerges his head in the dirty tub water. Now, the camera takes an opportunity to rotate in such a way that it looks like he's kneeling on the floor. And he's kind of like, imagine if somebody put their head against a mirror on the wall. So we've kind of altered... um, our perspective here. Then the camera appears to be on an, an, an like an axle that rotates all a 2001, a space odyssey. And we flip around, but when we hit the wall, we enter like a different time and we get to see the tub in this form filled with many different things. Um, there's people sleeping in it. At one point, there are people drying clothes and washing uh, what what are some of the gross things? I don't seem to remember any of those. Babies are being born. Babies they, are born in the tub. They roasted a pig in there. There's a pig in the tub. There was a funeral in the tub. There was a funeral in the tub. Yeah. Ev- they, and, you know, it was funny because when we left, Oksana and Clark were like, God, how gross was that? And you were just talking about how visceral that moment was. It's a was wooden there. tub. You know, but when I walked away, I thought. What absorbs. I completely walked away thinking uh, the tub was almost like the hearthstone of the house. Yeah. Where they, they needed it, it for everything. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was kind of beautiful that like an object like that could have so much meaning to these people. And like, you know, it, it really, it really like uh, helps protect their livelihood in so many ways. Yeah. So, yeah, when I saw that moment, I actually thought it was kind of like transcendent, which is why when we were out in the lobby and you were waiting in that bathroom line that was never going down. Never. He's still in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, and the first reaction was like, how gross was that? I instantly thought of all the other moments in this movie that were completely foul. The, like tub, when, the tub was the grossest thing to me, probably. Well, what about when uh, the the next short... Um, now we do follow a lineage here, the which may be my one, favorite. This, uh, me too. I think that one might be my favorite too. And um, we are dealing with a some quite obese people who are doing mukbangs in a Roman Colosseum, essentially. But it's competitive, and also, I mean, I didn't think of this then, but we watch a lot of competitive eating here. We were just watching uh, Chugs. What's his name? Badlands Chugs. Badlands Chug. What the hell did he drink the last one that was like... Well, he's also known as Eric Badlands Booker, but okay. now he's Badlands Chugs. 
Yeah, he looks like Fat Terrell. <laughs> he is. He is, is that from... a shout out to the Terrence Malick film? What? Yeah. Terrence Malick made a film called Fat Terrell. No, Badlands. Oh, <laughs> that was my second guess. Um, no, what the yeah, hell was no, he, he chugging? He is. He is the Klumps version of Terrell. There's for sure. <laughs> no, no. What? What he was, was like beans or something? Oh. Yeah, Randy. He he filled up. Um, he's got a like a how how much is that thing? That he's whole got the boot. Das Boot, right? From like, uh, Beer Fest. It's like a couple gallons, though. Oh yeah, yeah. He can fit like six sixteen ounce drinks in there, whatever that is. <laughs> so he put that amount of baked beans. Oh, that's what it was. In there, the hickory smoked. And uh, then he added the hottest hot sauce that is featured on Hot Ones, the very popular YouTube program. So that was the hottest one? Yeah. Oh, dude, because he opened up that bottle. He had no idea what it was. And he was like, and Clark was like, stop, stop, stop. And then, but then here's the thing. Here's the thing I heard, and I think hurt him the most. He put a lot of water in there. Now, oh. that was supposed to help him, you know, accelerate the mastication process, I assume, <laughs> which makes sense. However, I do think that the water would accelerate the heat. Okay. Well, mastication, mm. no breathing. Mastication, no breathing. No. So, uh, okay. And I he, don't, kept, I, he kept trying to throw up. It was gross. That, also, Badlands, that Badlands video was worse than anything I saw at Taxidermy. <laughs> he also, you could tell, instantly regretted how hot that sauce was. Oh, yeah. Dude. And he was just like, oh, it's hot. It's hot. And I thought we were, he actually did puke a little bit into his cup, but he got it down. Oh, it was gross. It was gross. Um, in, in Taxidermia, our competitive eaters, they all got up after uh, whoever had won. Actually, the way they were, um, the way they measured who was winning, how did that work? They were eating from a bowl that weighed the same amount. I have no idea. I have no idea how they won. I thought the guy lost, but he won. Um, <laughs> All their bowls were connected to scales. So the more they ate, the lighter the scale got. Yeah. And they were trying to hit like a certain amount of weight. And uh, when they were all done, they got up turned around, walked to a trough and all <laughs> puked together. Actually, it looked like they had like keyboard cleaner and they would put it in their mouth and spray it. And that would make them projectile vomit. Yeah. Now, um, the vomit was clearly CGI. Yeah. It still worked, though. Still, I, worked. Was, still worked. And also the framing of how they did that, where it was just, you know, sort of a carousel shot all the way around. Yeah. Um, that was great. Yeah, and also I, the the contraptions of how they did it. They all had like head braces and they all were like in a big horse trough, a circular horse trough, just going to town. And Randy, this this movie has a, the uh, visual palette that you love. Like everything is kind of, uh, it, it's all like muted in a very real kind of bleak way. Like, cool. and all the costumes are great. Everything feels, I don't know. It feels like Wes Anderson if he was like depressed. <laughs> and um, dude, it or had a sense of humor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. Dude, it's great, and uh, the third act really ties it all home. And I mean, I'm not going to ruin it, but dude, this thing—I don't know—I found it pretty moving. I also, 
in you know retrospect, I kept trying to think. I kept trying to put this movie in a corner and be like, "This is what the movie's about," and you really can't do it. I think they touch on too many things that you know come up when you just think about what it is to be alive. And um, dude, it's beautiful and it's also grotesque again. And it looks like it has a budget. There's there's a lot behind oh, the budget. camera. Dude, you can tell like there is money like that first dude, the guy that was really horny. He has a book at one point when he's laying in his shack alone at night. And it's a Hans Christian Andersen story called The Match Girl. Now he opens it up and this is one of the most Wes Anderson movie moments. It's a pop up book. And it's like it's like a pop-up book like they don't make. Like it's like that's a adult pop-up book and it's detailed. And the camera pulls in and then as we're moving in and we're we're zooming in on this book at some point it becomes a real set. And out of one of the buildings our character walks out. And he sits next to a little girl who uh is the titular match girl. And I believe he molests her. <laughs> Although we don't yeah. get to see it, he does pleasure himself to the idea. And as foul as that moment is when you think about it, it might be one of the most beautiful things I've seen in film. And you're also forgetting the crux of this scene, Russell John the Fisherman. What? Uh, that our protagonist of the film, who just most certainly committed a foul act in his own fantasy, um, ejaculated, and the ejaculate went as high to the heavens so it matched the stars. And then it segues into the next scene. Yeah, it was a very uh, We Are the Flesh kind of uh, ejaculation. Or wait, what was that movie, Love 3D? I never watched it. Yeah, the Gaspar film? Yeah. yeah. Is that the one that had the actual 3D? Um... I think so. I think... Um... Enter the Void has like a 3D uh, penis insertion scene too, or not 3D, but a uh, CG one. <laughs> but yeah, Love probably has that too. I remember not liking or not caring for Love. Oh, yeah, weird. Yeah, I got to see Marfa Girl too. All these movies that are like vaguely artistic, right? Where it's like, hey, we got a lot of nudity. That counts. For- I, you know, I am not lumping in Nymphomaniac there because I think that's a beautiful movie too. But yeah, dude. I, I'm almost intimidated to even bring up taxidermia because I'm I'm sure you could find like elegant essays written about that film. And um there there's a definitely like an underlined like all the members in this lineage are all like serving people in their life. They're all bastard children. They're all bastards. There's like similar ideas there. I wonder I don't know. I, I always feel like something is inevitably lost in translation. But man, I thought it was beautiful. And it's it's funny to think that that movie is hard to find. Like when um, yeah. I haven't seen it, but uh, what, what, what was the uh, Takashi Miike movie we were trying to find? Visitor Q. Visitor, I understand why we can't find Visitor Q. Right. Like to me, that's a no brainer. That, and also, you know, it probably helps the film that we can't find it. It makes it more like elusive and uh, more of a grail. But Taxidermia, I watch it. I'm like, huh? This is a pretty tasteful movie. Yeah. Like, like, I don't understand why it's not anywhere. Like, honestly, if who put it out? Is there a DVD? Dude, Stephen Byro, are you listening? Put out Taxidermia. That, I feel like, is where he wanted Unearthed to be. Like, highbrow. But, like, we get there in a way where people have to be, like, mature and adult. And, you know, have a sense of humor. 
Dude, I feel like taxidermy would crush on Unearthed. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know? I, I don't know. I'm going to pitch it. Let's get I, him on. Call I, him up. I think you got too much uh, too much invest. I think you're too bullish on one stock, man. Oh, dude. I'm. It's think, up only, baby. Yeah. I think you're too bullish. <laughs> All right. Well, do you got anything you want to add, Oksana? Anybody? Yeah. Taxidermia so, is on DVD. Okay. It's $100. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's wild. I don't understand. There's another one that's 351 All right. Wait. Let's bet on that one. Yeah. Does it come <laughs> with like a booklet or something? <laughs> nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I do want to cover, um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot we didn't say on this. Um, yeah, I know but, you know, sometimes but, you can leave it at that, Clark, you know. I mean, but, you, I mean, you're not even going to talk about the cuckolding in the second one. Randy, no. There, there's a classic cuckolding. Uh, you know, it's classic in the way that visual media. He steals a bride during a wedding and, you know, has intercourse in her Behole outside while her husband was forced to sing. It could have been. We don't know which hole. (laughs) Well, if we're to assume that a baby came from the pairing, it wasn't her beehole. Well, maybe it got in there through the back door. Oh my god. (laughs) It took the long way home. No, but honestly, I thought, you know, when you have a runtime of a film. A lot of uh, the best art can come out of just needing to condense the shit. Dude, this thing's 90 minutes, and we can get three full, complete stories. It was 90 minutes? Yeah. Oh, dude, you could have told me that movie was two two hours and 45 minutes, and I would have believed you. And not in a bad way. I just feel like I got... I There's so much there to chew on that it... Damn, that was 90 minutes? That's crazy. <laughs> It may be, it may be, it's under an hour 40. It's an hour and 31 minutes. Right there. There you go. Um, So, uh, what were we saying? I don't know. You know, I feel weird ending on that in Halloween. Taxidermia. I mean, but we didn't even get to the third segment. So the third and final segment is this, I mean. Christopher Glovin. What? Yes. Crispin Glover, a, there we go. <laughs> a Crispin Glover type, but with with far more terrifying eyes. I mean, this guy, <laughs> excellent choice with this Dude, guy. I called um, him Christopher Glovin. I know. I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but and he is a, he is essentially the son of the competitive eater, and so. The competitive eater is obviously much older now. He's very, very, very large. The biggest, comedically big, right? Comedically big. He, yeah, he's got like a fat bastard suit on, but like bigger. Yeah, uh, enormous. Um, and 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 you know, juxtaposed with his son that weighs fourteen pounds, uh, that is taking care of him and feeding his. Uh, insanely large cats that are clearly uh what's that called when you make something bigger than it is green screen no. cgi no randy what's it called uh mosanto kitties no idea. randy Enlarged? you talked 
No, you talk about it all the time. You're like, oh, it's just the camera Force trick. perspective. Force perspective. Dude, Star Wars. Yeah, so they did force, force perspective with the cats, and uh, they were cool. And the culmination of that short was the most satisfying and tied everything together and is the cover of the film, and it's beautiful and was terrifying. And that was the one that got me the most queasy is the guy performing a taxidermia on himself. Uh, but with the, the dad delivery, okay, everyone knows. It's the cover of the movie. Who cares? <laughs> anyway. I like we, how you snuck a, like, spoiler in. You're like, wait, wait, let's, let's <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Look, we've been very clear in saying that taxidermia is very difficult to find. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, but no, it, Randy, I did want to mention this one thing. It delivers one of my favorite lines that I have heard in recent memory in all of film. And that is our protagonist in the second short, now the third short, who is the competitive eater, who is now comically large, only <laughs> eats candy bars, but still eats them very competitively. Hold, so on, now, hold on. Let me just say he is comically large, but it is also very tragic. Oh, because yeah. out of everybody in the film, he's he is a celebrity and people looked up to him. And they liked him. And he, he, had, he, a, was, he had he had a vomiting technique named after him. Yeah. And uh, he also had a heart attack. And when you see him there with his shirt off looking like fat bastard, it it dude, I'll tell you, as a. uh never been described skinny person before my heart i felt like it was gonna quit on me during this movie i'm right there with you friend and i was like oh god <laughs> like there i remember in my in my brain i was having a little uh, conversation and i was like dude stop freaking out your heart is beating too fast it's gonna do you want to end up like that guy that is what i was telling myself <laughs> for the second half of this movie yeah, so did I, man. It was uh, that was rough, but well, the the candy bars he was yep. shoving them in, and he was telling the stats of how many he could eat, and then he starts just eating them whole with the wrapper and the tin foil and everything. Just starts <laughs> bump, 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 and he says he's like, I eat them faster this way. They slide down the throats more smoothly if they've got the wrapper on. And then his son asks, well, What about the tin foil? And he just says the body absorbs it. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then he says, they just find a purpose in the body. Oh, it's so good. It, it's, um, everything finds a purpose in the body. It's wonderful. It, That's uh, when it became my favorite movie of all time. Randy, I, I truly think you would dig this one. Actually, oh, there's no question. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, did Cellar Dwellers cover it? Yeah. Yeah, I actually listened to it uh, a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Well, I've said their name three times. They may come through a mirror and kill me. But uh, <laughs> Randy, again, great job on there. Um, when you, You're going to be back on, right? Probably eventually. No what? plans yet, but okay. I think we're going to try to watch Cold Fish. That's right. D oh, and you... D oh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to watch his... Uh, Nicholas Cage venture. Oh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yeah. yeah, I had already forgot about it, even though I've seen it twice. <laughs> oh oh man. man! 
All right. Well, watch Taxidermia. Um, it was great. Ox- Did you want to add anything, Oksana? I know. No. <laughs> She's shaking her head. No. <laughs> I mean, it, the ob- the clearest comparison with how like disgusting I felt after that w- movie was um, the Golden Glove. Like everyone looks like vaguely sweaty and like covered in dust maybe you know i came out of that movie and i had a new lease on life i don't know i didn't have that effect i know i i loved it but it did have a lot of just like gross scenes in it no golden glove felt like a failure of a family and it was like this poor soul has become so rotten that he started murdering people and they're rotting and you can smell it through the movie taxidermia it felt like i don't know like the lineage is confusing and it almost feels like they're talking about how you carry like i I don't know well do you think the end could have been like he recognizes how disgusting his lineage is and ends it on a positive note it it could have been i i also think there's a commentary about art at the end of that film which is you know the cover of the movie but i also i I I also a cameo appearance appearance (laughs) god uh a cameo appearance by banksy oh my okay (laughs) it's time to it's time to stop this thing not worth it it was great well how many stars would you give taxidermia uh uh, out of how many what do you mean five eleven oh you had to one-up my halloween kills huh yeah Again, you know, Halloween Kills, loved it. Let me let me just close out October talking about Halloween Kills again. Um, last last week when we talked about it, I forgot to mention that there was a petition going around to have the firefighter scene removed. My favorite scene in the movie. People are trying to remove it because they're heroes. They're stupid. Wait, uh, what? Why? Because they're here. Like, literally, people are like, hey, that's not cool. You shouldn't hey, be able to Hey, kill. guess what? Heroes die. Yeah, and that's exactly why they needed to fight Michael Myers. That's what I'm going to say the day my dad dies. <laughs> All right, we got to get Wednesday Adam on the line. Dude, you're spiraling <laughs> out of control. You're, you're slurring. You're saying weird shit. Now you're talking about your dad dying. We got to wrap this thing up. Oh, Scott Van Pelt looks terrible. Also, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. You clearly have been watching TV while we've been recording. The Saints have been playing Monday Night Football. We just won 13 <laughs> god damn it i i can see it again in the head the head thing of your bed it's it's lighting up your whole room i know (laughs) it wasn't doing that for most i was like oh no it looks like las vegas in the background (laughs) dude it really does anyway yeah i don't know how do we how do we end this show well we end it like we always do randy take her out Speaking of sports, uh, I know Clark's <laughs> watching sports. Uh, apparently, the uh, Atlanta Braves are doing really good this year, so I, I might be a good luck charm or something. Randy, they're going to the World Series. The game one is tomorrow night. You there? Uh, yeah, I, I will be at the uh, arena in which it takes place. I have no idea what the arena is called or where it's located. <laughs> you don't deserve to know. Truest part, dude. Get it together. Got it. All right. Bye. <laughs>